What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. We need to talk about the motherfuckers at the World Health Organization. So apparently, the WHO is advancing plans to censor, quote, disinformation under global law. I was telling you guys about how fucking President Brandon went and signed a treaty on February 27th that would basically hand over power to the CCP-linked World Health Organization that would give them sweeping powers during a pandemic. This past week, the WHO held a meeting to, quote, advance the International Pandemic Treaty. So once this is passed, it's legally binding, and it will enhance the WHO's powers to target anything that they deem to be, quote, false, misleading, misinformation, or disinformation. The last time I checked, these dirty motherfuckers at the World Health Organization were never elected by any American. So I'm not quite understanding why they think they should have any right to say what we do during any time. It's like, get fucked, people. We want nothing to do with your fucking lies. You guys perpetrated this shit for the last three years on any country you could get your grubby little fingers on. And now with statistics coming out and different medical studies, it's quite obvious to anyone with more than three brain cells that these kabobo shots are fucking killing people. They're hurting fetuses. They're fucking causing spontaneous abortion. They're destroying the sperm count in the testes. And, you know, the list goes on. These motherfuckers that have basically helped Bill Gates's evil perpetuate a fucking genocide on a mass scale seem to think they're going to have power over United States citizens. All because President Brandon is a fucking sellout and his whole family are just as corrupt as he is. Now, of course, you're not going to hear any mainstream media motherfuckers talking about this, but I have this fucking WHO International Treaty for Pandemics. I've read this fucking thing, and I'll put it in the show notes so you can fucking read this shit. It's all bad. It's giving away a lot of the American sovereignty. Well, the little bits that we had left at this point in the goddamn clown world. I'm just saying, this is crazy. And you know the fucked up part? is there are literally people still coming to my, uh, say, Instagram page, my Reddit profile, to tell me that we're all just spreading conspiracy theories, that the shot is safe and effective. No fucking shit. Today, I had some stupid motherfucker try to tell me the shots are safe and effective and prevent hospitalization. I'm just like, where the fuck have you been for the last two years? This shit is not safe. It is not effective. It is not preventing hospitalization. As a matter of fact, it's causing more harm than good. So I don't know if this motherfucker is a shill. I don't know if they're just retarded. I have no fucking clue. But there are a lot of them out there. And they tend to brigade different conspiracy spots on the internet, specifically the Reddit conspiracy sub. And they come to my page on Instagram all the time to call me a nut job conspiracy theorist before I was a plague rat, but now I'm just a nut job conspiracy theorist. I'm like, motherfucker, have you been paying attention for the last fucking three years? 99.9% .9 of the shit we were calling out back then is no longer conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy fact. There's no getting through to those type of people. You might as well fucking talk to your wall. You'll have just as good a conversation with your wall as you will with these dumb motherfuckers and shills. Back to more of this fucking World Health Organization treaty. 
The WHO is expecting member states to, quote, tackle false, misleading, misinformation or disinformation, including through promotion of international cooperation and manage, quote, infodemics through effective channels, including social media. I'm sure not a lot of people know about this. I didn't fucking know about it until I started researching it. But infodemics is a term that the WHO uses to describe, quote, too much information, including false or misleading information in digital and physical environments during a disease outbreak. This treaty also recommends that WHO member states collaborate with unelected non-state actors and the private sector when carrying out their obligations under the treaty. Where is the pushback from our elected individuals in the United States? I mean, I'm not expecting the fucking CCP Soros-owned demon rats to do shit, but supposedly the Republicans were for America. But I don't see anybody stopping this shit or screaming from the rooftops about how destructive these WHO policies are and how bad they've been in the past. No one in elected power, Congress, Senate, whatever, they're not fucking doing anything to stop this. So don't think Republicans are any better than demon rats or demon rats are any better than fucking Republicans. Two sides of the same coin. Moving on from psychopaths at the who, let's start talking about the psychopaths that are causing a Chernobyl area in Ohio. Apparently, heavy rain in Ohio has caused dams to break that were supposedly keeping toxic chemicals from reaching clean drinking water sources. Really? It's like Norfolk Southern couldn't fucking look at the weather report and be like, hey, maybe we should reinforce these dams that are supposedly filtering out all these chemicals and toxic waste. They don't give a fuck. And at this point, with all of these train derailments, the multiple derailments where they're carrying toxic substances, I'm thinking this shit is targeted because it just keeps on happening. It's happening here. It's happening in Mexico. And I'm sure other parts of the world that I haven't even checked out. But people as far north as Canada are having these chemicals deposited in their atmosphere, rains down or snows down, and this snow is leaving a rainbow sheen. The latest one I saw was from Michigan. This person took a picture of their windshield and it had just snowed, the snow was kind of melting, and you can clear as day that weird rainbowy sheen like a fucking oil slick all over this person's car. And they want you to believe it's safe to drink the water anywhere near where this fucking mushroom cloud was set off. What I want to know is how President Brandon can send billions and billions of our tax dollars to that little short man Zelensky Yet he can't even find the fucking time to come see this disaster area in Ohio. Where are the federal dollars to help these people? I guarantee you, President Brandon or his family would never stay in an area with that type of chemical explosion. Matter of fact, none of these elite assholes would. They would be on the next plane out and never come back. But good thing we can support this fucking corrupt-ass little short man Zelensky in Ukraine. It's absolutely fucking mind-boggling. How far and how long does this corruption have to take place of our tax dollars just being stolen and doled out wherever these crooks want to? How long is this going to happen before people say no fucking more? Let's get the goddamn guillotine out. 
I don't think that's ever going to happen because most of the population is fucking fat, lazy, has their head in the clouds, or is just too unintelligent to look beyond the mainstream media headlines to see what's actually happening below the surface. They're all far too happy sitting there getting fat while watching football and listening to the nightly news. God forbid them fucking do any amount of research on anything besides like what baseball team is fucking good. It's ridiculous and it's going to be the downfall of this country. You guys, now we got to talk about Matthew John David Hancock. So if you're not familiar with this twat, he's a British politician who served as Minister for the Cabinet Office and Paymaster General from 2015 to 2016, Secretary of State for Digital Culture, Media and Sport from January to July 18th, and Secretary of State for Health and Social Care from 2018 to 2021. Well, some of actually a bunch of his private chat messages had been released by some fucking book writer that Matt had hired to write his memoirs. Like anyone give a fuck about this guy's memoirs. But let me just read to you some of the conversations this twat had. So these messages that I'm talking about are some that were in a trove of 100,000 messages leaked by journalist Isabel Oakshot, who was given to them by Mr. Hancock. This dumb fucker gave this book writer, whatever the fuck you want to call her, he gave her all of these messages. And I can't believe he would be like, oh, I'm just going to turn over this shit that makes me look extremely guilty and probably should get me drawn up on murder charges. But here you go, book writer, because I'm so important and people care so much about me. But (laughs) anyway, just check this out. This is some of the shit this fool said and got caught. To give you guys some context, the messages I'm about to read to you are when Matt Hancock, who at this point we're in the middle of a quote unquote global pandemic, is asking a newspaper editor who happens to be his former boss for a favorable front page to help him meet an arbitrary target. And the newspaper editor responds, yes, of course. Now here are the messages. So this fucker, Matt Hancock, texts his former boss. It states, I need to call him a favor tomorrow. I currently have 22,000 spare slots tomorrow at my drive-thrus. Hence, I've extended eligibility today. Demand just isn't there. This is obviously good news about the spread of the virus, but hard for my target. So I really could do with a testing splash. Can we make this happen? Then George Osborne, who is editor of the Evening Standard, replied, Yes, of course. All you need to do tomorrow is give some exclusive words to the Standard and I'll tell the team to splash it. You're almost there. Send the words to me by 8 a.m. So that's like the first little batch of messages that were released. It gets fucking worse. Sit back and fucking check this bullshit out. Hancock literally told his aides that he wanted to, quote, frighten the pants off everyone about COVID. There's these messages are online for anyone that wants to look. But after this first little batch of messages came out, we read some very interesting ones. So we get some very fucking, in my opinion, it's just fucking evil whether he's joking or whether he's being serious, this motherfucker needs to be prosecuted. Hancock literally said that Bill Gates owes him, considering how many people he's getting his chips injected into. Basically saying how many of Bill Gates' microchips he's getting injected into the unknowing population of the UK. I don't fucking care if that's a joke. 
Why would you even think that would be funny considering a lot of people are already hesitant to get this fucking death clot and now you're going to joke about what so many people have been saying from the start that somehow these fake ass vaccines are going to in one way or another implant some type of microchip in them. Of course, everyone was called crazy conspiracy theorists for that, but the way I look at it, there are so many things those nut job conspiracy theorists were correct about that I'm not going to completely discount the microchip conspiracy theory. It's totally fucking possible with these psychopaths. In this latest one, Hancock was talking to a man named David Poole, who's the Department of Health and Media Special Advisors. And he literally said, this is exactly, I'm going to quote the message word for word. They're talking about Bill Gates. Matt Hancock states, quote, tell him, considering how many people I'm getting his chips injected into, he owes me one. What the actual fuck? Why aren't people like this being, being arrested and being charged with murder? And, oh, I don't know, being executed because these psychopaths are a danger to all of us normal people that just want to be left the fuck alone to live our lives, to pursue happiness. But they just can't not meddle in people's lives. They need to be fucking taken out. That is the bottom line. We have tried, you know, ignoring them, turning the other cheek, just fucking... I literally moved from the Bay Area, the place I was born, to the sticks. So I wouldn't be subjected to all these ridiculous mandates and forced kabobo jabs. I never should have been that way. I shouldn't be forced to move from the place I'm born because our political elite there have been captured by Bill Gates and the WHO, the World Economic Forum... They're completely compromised. So at what point do we start fucking burning shit down? Moving on a bit. Several episodes ago, I was telling you about how scientists and doctors experimented with the drug AZT on orphaned, minority, and handicapped children. And of course, they were never prosecuted. Their licenses were never suspended or revoked. And nothing really happened. It just went to the pages of history. And that's about it. But today, I was watching a video, which was actually a deposition of Dr. Stanley Plotkin, who is a very well-known medical doctor and has played a huge, significant role in manufacturing multiple vaccines. He's basically kind of known as the godfather of vaccines. A quote, a medicine that claims to have saved millions of lives. In the death position, he admits to experimenting on babies whose mothers were in prison, the mentally retarded, orphans, and just vulnerable populations across the United States. Dr. Plotkin is most well known for developing the measles, mumps, rubella childhood vaccination. After watching the deposition, I was just shocked. I'm like, how did this motherfucker admit all of this shit under oath? and not have any negative consequences. This motherfucker wrote to the editor of Ethics on Human Experimentation. One of the things he wrote in that letter is, quote, the question is whether we are to have experiments performed on fully functioning adults and on children who are potentially contributors to society or to perform these initial studies in children and adults who are human in form but not social potential. 
like, what the fuck? How am I? It's just like time and time again, these scientists are proving how soulless and evil they are. The attorney in the deposition goes on to ask if Plotkin ever experimented on individuals under colonial rule to study an experimental vaccine, which he replies to yes. So I'm actually going to post this deposition up in the show notes. I'm not going to go over all fucking nine hours of it. It's hella long. But basically, this scientist is admitting to thinking that handicapped people, that orphans or babies whose moms are in prison are somehow other than human and they deserve to be experimented on. And don't fucking think for one second there was any informed consent with these experiments. There absolutely was not. And it's just fucking absolutely mind-blowing to me how many times these experiments are perpetrated on the public by our government and the public just lines up for it like fucking kabobo. They couldn't look under the surface and be like, huh, considering the track record of my government experimenting on its citizens and fucking poisoning people, maybe I shouldn't rush out there and get all fucking injected with some mRNA poison. I'm going to give you a quick little summarization of a Wikipedia article relating to the experimentation on unknowing people. So this isn't even a fucking conspiracy theory. You can literally read about it on Wikipedia. The article states, since the 19th century, numerous human experiments were performed in the United States, which were later characterized as unethical. They were often performed illegally without the knowledge, consent, or informed consent of the test subject. Examples have included the deliberate infection of people with deadly or debilitating diseases, exposing people to biological and chemical weapons, human radiation experiments, injecting people with toxic and radioactive chemicals, surgical experiments, interrogation torture experiments, tests involving mind-altering substances, and a wide variety of others. And like I said earlier, many of these tests were performed on children and mentally disabled individuals. In many of the studies, a large number of the subjects were poor, racial minorities, or prisoners. Oftentimes, subjects were sick or disabled people whose doctors told them they were receiving a medical treatment. They were used as subjects of harmful and deadly experiments without their knowledge or consent. In reaction to this, interest groups and institutions have worked to design policies and oversight to ensure that future human subject research in the United States would be ethical and legal. Well, I wonder what the fuck happened to that during the Kabobo nonsense, because I can guarantee you that was not informed consent. People were getting these vaccines under duress. It was either get this fucking clot shot or lose your livelihood. And many people choose to get the clot shot. Now, here is a rundown of some of these experiments that happened in the United States. And this happened after the Nuremberg Code. So this is not like some fucking 1920s shit. The one I'm about to tell you happened in the 1950s and 60s. Chester M. Southam injected cancer cells into healthy individuals, cancer patients, and prison inmates from Ohio Penitentiary. This experiment raised many bioethical concerns involving informed consent, amongst other issues. Some of Southam's subjects, namely those that already had cancer, were unaware they were being injected with malignant cells. 
Additionally, in one of these patients, the cells metastasize to her lymph nodes. I'm sure many of you heard of Project MKUltra, which is sometimes referred to as the CIA's mind control program. MKUltra was the codename given to an illegal program of experiments on human subjects, designed and undertaken by the United States Central Intelligence Agency. Experiments on humans were intended to identify and develop drugs, and procedures to be used in interrogations and torture in order to weaken the individual to force confessions through mind control. And the crazy part is the CIA thought they had destroyed all the documents concerning MKUltra, but it was in like the 1970s, some of these documents were found. There was a whole congressional hearing, a bunch of fucking fake hoopla, and the CIA, well, we would never do something like that. This was just so far back in the past. Bullshit. The CIA is never going to not be an evil organization. There are many, many examples and cases where doctors who have taken oaths to do no harm have done exactly that. And just like with this Kabobo shit, many doctors have chosen to toe the line for Big Pharma and their hospital administrators over the well-being of their patients. It's absolutely evil. These line towers and the people that help develop these bioweapons like Pfizer and Moderna, they all need to be brought up on charges of crimes against humanity. Speaking of Pfizer, apparently... Pfizer is being sued for $3 trillion for alleged false claims about COVID vaccines. Now, apparently when Trump made this agreement with Pfizer, it said the vaccine must meet three criteria to have liability waived. And apparently Pfizer did not meet those three criteria. At also, side note, the contract was written before the FDA and the CDC redefined what vaccine meant. Apparently, the attorneys at Barnes Law are representing the lawsuit, claiming Pfizer violated their Operation Warp Speed contract. Now, I would like to know if anyone out there who is vaccine injured, can they get added to this lawsuit? I don't know the answer to that right now, but I will definitely find out and let you guys know because the fucking injuries keep happening. The sudden deaths of young, healthy people keep happening. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to read you a post I found on Reddit this morning. It's fucking heartbreaking. I've seen so many that are very similar to the post this woman made today. And, you know, nobody in the mainstream media wants to talk about it. But this is what the post said. The title is, Refused the vaccine while pregnant. My peers didn't, and I'm seeing horrifying outcomes. So she goes on to write, Yes, it is anecdotal. It is until it isn't. I gave birth to a perfectly healthy baby who is now a toddler and meeting all the age-appropriate milestones. I was advised by multiple doctors in the midst of the vaccine hysteria to get the jabs. Get it for my safety. Get it for my child's safety. I refused. It was all bullshit. I caught COVID twice after she was born, and she caught it once. And we both suffered mild flu-like symptoms at its worst. She goes on to say, I have close friends who were coerced into double vaccination while pregnant. Two have children with delayed development. And the worst had her baby who was barely six months old and has been diagnosed with a rare cancer, only ever seen in adolescence and up. 
This poor baby is riddled with tumors at six months old. They literally don't know how to treat it. As a mother, I cannot imagine the pain. It makes me sick to my stomach and breaks my heart. I dread the next five to 10 years when the effects of these debilitating drugs become blindingly obvious. I'd rather be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And you guys, this is not the first post I've seen like this on Reddit. And you can tell these posters aren't normal like conspiracy sub posters, but a lot of them say they don't know where else to turn to get information. They don't know where else they can talk about this kind of thing without being ridiculed by the fucking big pharma mainstream media shills. And it was the same situation when women started reporting all the changes in their menstrual cycles. Everyone ridiculed these women, and many of them came to conspiracy subs because it was the only place they felt comfortable throwing out this information of what was happening to them. Like this woman says in her posts, I hope to be wrong. I never wanted to be right about all of these horrible things about the vaccine. Never at all. I don't wish this kind of debilitating disease and sudden death in children. I don't wish that upon anyone. What I do wish is that the mainstream media and the people in government who are responsible for perpetrating this mass genocide, I hope they're all held accountable. Now I'm going to read you a little excerpt of an article put out by the New York Post. The title of the article is 10 Myths Told by COVID Experts and Now Debunked. So, misinformation number one, natural immunity offers a little protection compared to vaccinated immunity. There has been 65 studies in 19 countries on natural immunity, and the researchers conclude that natural immunity was at least as effective as a primary COVID vaccine series. Misinformation number two, masks prevent COVID transmission. Cochrane reviews are considered the most authoritative and independent assessments of evidence in medicine. One published last month by a highly respected Oxford research team found that masks had no significant impact on COVID transmission. Shocking, right? Number three was school closure was going to prevent COVID transmission. We all know that's a bunch of bullshit and it actually caused more harm than good. Misinformation number four, myocarditis from vaccine is less common than from the infection. Public health officials downplayed concerns about vaccine-induced myocarditis, which is inflammation of the heart muscle. They cited poorly designed studies that under-captured complication rates. Many, many well-designed studies have now said the opposite. You are more likely to get myocarditis from the vaccine than the virus. Misinformation number five, young people benefit from a vaccine booster. There was never evidence that boosters reduced hospitalizations in older high-risk Americans, but the evidence was never there that they could lower COVID mortality in young healthy people. Now, and that might be why the CDC chose not to publish data on hospitalization rates amongst boosted Americans under 50, when it published the same rates for those over 50. Misinformation number six, vaccine mandates increased vaccination rates. President Brandon and other officials like Daddy Newsom demanded that unvaccinated workers, regardless of their risk or natural immunity, be fired. They demanded that soldiers be dishonorably discharged and nurses be laid off in the middle of a staffing crisis. The mandate was based on the theory that vaccination reduced transmission rates, a notion later proven to be false. And as a matter of fact, I remember hearing where some fucking big pharma exec admitted they never 
tested to see if this stopped transmission. Number seven, COVID originating from the Wuhan lab is just a conspiracy theory. Google admitted to suppressing searches of the lab leak during the pandemic. Dr. Francis Collins, head of the National Institute of Health, claimed, and still does, he doesn't believe the virus came from a lab. Ultimately, overwhelming circumstantial evidence points to a lab leak origin. This same origin suggested to Dr. Anthony Fauci by two very prominent virologists. Number eight. It was important to get the second vaccine dose three or four weeks after the first dose. Data were clear in the spring of 2021, just months after the vaccine rollout, that spacing the vaccine out by three months reduces complication rates and increases immunity. Spacing out vaccines would also have saved more lives when Americans were rationing a limited vaccine supply at the height of the epidemic. Number nine. Data on the bivalent vaccine is crystal clear. Dr. Ashish Jha famously said this, despite the bivalent vaccine being approved using data from eight fucking mice. To date, there has never been a randomized controlled trial of the bivalent vaccine. And number 10, one in five people got long COVID. The CDC claims that 20% of COVID infections can result in long COVID. But a UK study found that only 3% of COVID patients had residual symptoms lasting 12 weeks. I thought all 10 were pretty interesting considering us crazy conspiracy theorists were fucking saying this from the start. And nobody wanted to listen. We were demonized in the media. They turned our family and friends against us. But we were literally saying this right from the start. I remember in December of 2020, I was talking about how these vaccines are dangerous and they are not anywhere near effective as being claimed. But hey, what do I know? I'm not the science like Fauci is. You guys know I don't like to leave the podcast on a doom and gloom note. So here are some motherfucking amazing news that should warm everyone's hearts. Bill Gates arrest warrant issued in Philippines for quote, premeditated murder linked to the vaccine rollout. As with most information nowadays, if you look this up on like Google or Bing, you're going to find like PolitiFact fact-checking it and word salading the fuck out of the whole situation. But if you use Brave or some of the other not-so-mainstream search engines, you'll actually get the story. So a Philippines court issued an international arrest warrant for Bill Gates as part of an investigation into the COVID-19 vaccine rollout in the territory. Excess deaths have spiked in the aftermath of the vaccination drive in the Philippines, with hundreds of thousands of citizens dying unnecessarily and many more being injured and maimed, according to the prosecutor. The judge said Gates, as the founder of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, is wanted in connection with hundreds of thousands of deaths, a number which cannot be estimated at present and is certain to increase exponentially in time. Now, apparently, the Philippines had already banned Gates from entering the country in 2016 and has asked Interpol to relay the arrest warrant as a, quote, red notice to other police forces around the world, a request that has so far gone unmet. The heinous crimes court in Manila issued the order for the arrest of Gates under Article 248 of the revised penal code, which carries a minimum prison term of 20 years. The news was immediately met with superinjunction issued by the Gates Foundation, which prevents media and relevant jurisdictions reporting 
on the arrest warrant or the existence of the super injunction until the case is resolved. A Gates Foundation spokesperson declined to comment on the arrest warrant on Thursday, telling local radio, this is a misunderstanding that we're going to have to get ironed out. Get fucked, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. There is no misunderstanding. Bill is responsible for untold death and suffering. So 100%, I'm happy there is an arrest warrant out for him. Do I think he's actually going to be arrested and extradited to the Philippines? Fuck no, he won't be. But if more countries would put arrest warrants out for this twat, maybe it would embolden other countries to do the same and make it so this twat that cries about climate change can't be flying around the world in his private jet. All right, you guys, that is about it for this week's podcast. I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states. We have California back in the lead, Ohio coming in second, and Kansas rounding up the third place. As far as the world, we have the usual suspects, the UK, Australia, Canada, and Germany has joined the front page of downloaders. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any information that you think I need to check out, send me an email at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. If you want any of the documents I talk about, hit me up and I will get them out to you. You can go to Reddit at r slash vanishedinthevalley or look my username up, which is Athena7979. You can try the shithole that is known as Instagram and my username is at Vanished Athena. So until next week, you guys, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.